And you know that you know you ever watch the Honor Sixty Seconds? You got yours in that movie, the with Nick Cage and everyone. You ever seen that movie? Or, oh, I thought you were talking about my uh, sexual aptitude. Oh, you're talking about the no, 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 no. That that would be gone in ten seconds. That would, that, that, <laughs> yeah. that would be gone in ten. Seconds. That's a, that's that's wishful thinking. You're right. <laughs> no, so Gone in Sixty Seconds has this. The GFL, the Garfather of fantasy football leagues. Created from the pre-internet mind of Garland Levitt, with stats tracked on college ruled paper taken directly from an artifact called a newspaper. The GFL has stood the test of time, becoming one of the largest and most passionate leagues in America. From podcasts to fantasy pros, there is never a dull moment for those brave and cool enough to take on its challenge year in and year out. For over a quarter of a century, the GFL has annually brought together friends while breaking many hearts along the way. Now steered by the steady commission hand of Matt Handy, with continued support and assistance from its namesake founder, one thing is certain, a better fantasy football league does not exist. Welcome to the GFL Fantasy Football Weekly Commission Recap Preview Podcast number 45. I'm the guard daddy of the 18-team, 28-year-old GFL Garland Levitt, along here with my commish bitch, Matt Handy. And Matt, there is much GFL football to discuss tonight with our first ever special in-studio guest, Kevin Dalrymple. As all of a sudden, we are about to hit the home stretch of the GFL season with only five weeks remaining in the regular season. Matt, time sure flies when my team has a 7-2 and two record and yours is 6-3. and three. While eight teams can still stake a realistic claim for a playoff berth in the GFC conference, there are only five teams, and I'm kind of stretching it, even putting it that high, that should be having any GFL playoff fantasies over there in the VFC, including our special guest tonight, who always seems to be in contention year in and year out. Matt? Kevin and I are live in studio here together, as you know, after a spirited pickleball game with our friend and my business partner, Elliot, along with my cousin, Stuart, and we are both in extremely high spirits and ready to, t- to make some podcast magic with you tonight on yet another late night GFL standard time podcast taping approaching 10 p.m. And Matt, I think you know exactly what kind of high spirits I was talking about. I, I, tell I, I have a... Pretty damn good feeling. Is there some food there to help you with that at all? Or? Oh, yeah. Kevin's already got the Uber Eats on the way as we speak for good reason. <laughs> well, it makes sense to why you were fucking 30 minutes late then. That's yeah, cool. it all makes sense. Was it pickleball oh, or was it Lord. something else? Now, Matt, I can't tell you how much of a luxury it is to have Kevin here in the studio. With John, our unpaid producer intern, apparently content not calling in, and virtually picketing, I know this, Matt, because he sent me an emoji with someone, someone holding up a sign, which, surprisingly, I, I knew what that meant. And uh, I'm sure that he's also no doubt playing Minecraft all night in Mommy's basement while he's eating pepperoni Hot Pockets or something to that, to that effect. Kevin has filled John's Crocs with sock shoes admirably in here tonight. 
Matt, and we barely, we only got back 10 minutes ago. You should see all the help he's given me since we, since we arrived back here. <laughs> I knew he would though, since he has always been my pseudo volunteer IT consultant, whether it be, Kevin, you know this, helping me get my cable and internet going in all my apartments, or even wiping all the porn and viruses off of my computer and installing a new hard drive, which has added a decade of life to my MacBook Pro. Now that's what I call a true friend who really knows the way to this Jew's heart is saving him money in ways that barely even matter. Matt, as you are well aware, Kevin can be a little soft-spoken in a crowd, but is certainly not shy about sharing his opinions with friends. So since I knew he has some strong views, not only about this podcast, but also some recent trade negotiations between the two of you, (laughs) are you ready for the great GFL debate night between us and Kevin that we have in store for tonight? You know, I've been waiting for this for about three days now, so let's roll, baby. Let's do it. I've been doing Frank the Tank over here to get ready to go for different things, you know, and I, I got my music in. I could even listen to the uh, Night Rider one more time if we had to, but I'm ready to go, so let's do this thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kevin and I definitely expended some energy out there on the pickleball court. Luckily, though, with no strained go- groins or pulled hamstrings, so to us it was a win no matter the absolute actual result of the I'm uh, sure. The I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. I've, uh, I've expended a lot of my energy with, uh, with our potential fourth, you know, my in-studio guest, who might be making an appearance here because she won't go to bed right now. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, she's no stranger to the podcast, Matt. Mm. I mean, she's made more appearances than anyone in the actual league. No, she, she, she is not a virgin to this podcast whatsoever. She's been on at least three times, I think. No nope. aversion to it and not a virgin to it. So, yeah. No, we'll, <laughs> we'll see if we'll see. If they grow up so quickly, don't they? Oh, uh, yeah. And they certainly tell you what to do at age two. They think they know <laughs> everything. With it. And, and nothing much changes about as, the years, as the years go on, you know. Except if yeah. we're lucky, they'll be changing our diapers by the time we're older and return that favor. But that's yeah, only she, that's, that's kind of like her, that's kind of her thing right now. She likes she thinks she can change my diaper, which is uh Always an experience. So anyway, football. Let's go. Let's move on. Let's do this. Come on. Well, very good, Matt. Very good. Um, I, uh, you know, Kevin's in studio, but I want to give him kind of as if he was not with us live. I want to give him kind of the intro he deserves. So um, we did a little of this last year on the podcast, not on Apple. So let's do it again. So I want to introduce uh, Kevin Dalrymple. So let's do it and get ready for debate night here. <laughs> tell you guys we're dragging a little bit and kevin's not dragging anymore matt i guess you're not either we're ready to party and have some debates how about you can you go into some detail about what that was that i just listened to not not uh, the roads of rated rumble the other thing what, what did i just listen to on that absolutely uh matt kevin let, we'll let kevin jump in here kevin welcome to the show uh, why don't Thank you explain you. to matt and the uh legions of dozens of, of listeners uh uh, how that people may know that, you know, we have a summer camp part of this league and uh, Garland's original home league, but obviously that has to do with the summer camp. So why don't you talk a little about what that actually is? What were they listening to there? 
Kev, welcome to Snowbody. That was the Tribe song Thunderation by the Golden Arrows. Okay. Uh, A classic, 1991-ish, I would say, that song probably was. You know know who wrote it? Uh, Tony Gallucci. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, so he, that, was always, he was always for you guys. Yeah, that's okay. We didn't, we didn't want him at all. So at that's, that's that part of you. Is that part of like y'all's camp thing or something like that? Or what did y'all do? What is that related oh, to? Oh, we don't know. I don't, it's, it's, it's a sensational song. Oh, okay. Uh, Go on. You can tell them how the camp. The camp split into uh, to two tribes, uh, to two teams. And so, uh, like the third night of camp, Matt, they get the whole tribe together. You compete in in different competitions throughout the two-week or four-week term. And then they add up the points. You compete with people in your age group. You do camp-wide competitions at night sometimes. So that's one of the first big night competition is sing, yell. Who's louder? Who's clearer? Who has the best, you know, who has the best, who has the most passion, basically? So that's one of the golden arrows. So there's two, there's two tribes, teams that it's split into the Sioux, a real Indian tribe, and the golden arrows, a fake Indian tribe. So actually, yeah, but the opposite. <laughs> we're original. Uh, but we're, we're, we're pretend. We're, we're authentic, Kevin. Come on. <laughs> we're Sioux Nation. Uh, we actually abuse people and mur- we murdered people. You guys are just part of a summer camp. You're about to get canceled where we won't have to get canceled. <laughs> I don't, we're about to talk about that. Kevin, we've already been canceled for nine minutes last week. So we're going to tell you yep. all about that in a second. But anyway, Matt, so that's the explanation. Gotcha. We compete all summer. That was part of a sing yell competition, and that's one of our favorite. And I, you know, even being a Sioux, I enjoy that song, and I know it's Kevin's maybe his favorite song. So no, I always have to play it when I uh, bring him onto the show. I did it last year too. Fair enough. Down by the river. <laughs> and then, of right. course, we heard Michael Buffer preparing us for the the great debate here. Of course. Here. Now, of course. All right. Enough, I just want to say yeah, I please. lost in dramatic fashion to Ruggles on Monday night. I, yeah. I know no one else watches anyone else's fantasy matchup. Except oh, I maybe know. Matt, you maybe saw what happened, but oh, I saw the whole thing, man. I was, I, I felt, I felt your pain because you, well, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword. Number one, you scored eighty points, so you didn't really deserve to win, but you definitely didn't deserve, didn't deserve to lose like that. Put it that way, that was painful. Man. But the that thing is, is I knew I was only going to score about eighty points last week because everybody was. I had so many buys. Oh, uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's I mean, um, you know, Jacksonville was on a buy, and yeah. Logan Thomas was on a buy. Uh, uh, my uh, my uh, Philly receiver Smith Devonte Smith was on a bike. so yeah, I, I was I knew I I was like man, I just got I'm I'm playing Ruggles. I think I could probably edge that one out, and I thought I had him. And by San Diego not scoring that touchdown, which I still don't understand how that guy did not fall into the end zone on that defensive. Which should have been oh touchdown. Tyler Conklin the last last play of the game that's right if yeah, that does right. not happen I win but then yeah, because of that Eckler gets one more shot and runs in the end zone with two minutes oh, left I'm in the sick game. to my stomach listening to this Matt it's like the nightmare of how to lose I mean I thought about going on and bitching like Jay does when you know have a big temper tantrum when you lose in dramatic fashion but I didn't I stayed Is that old. is that the Sue mentality <laughs> while you have the humble golden arrow mentality is that what you're saying You have to see Jay follows the playbook though okay which you have to really understand the playbook Jay bitches in the first and second quarter, so hopefully his guys pick it up by quarter three and four. No, so it's a strategy. It's a strategy. You can't bitch, with two, you can't bitch with two minutes left when there's, there's nothing left to do, okay? So that's, that's yes. the strategy that Well, that if, it wasn't losing, if, if I had lost anyone else, I would have lost my mind. But because it was Ruggles, who's probably maybe the only person in the league I'd, I would be okay losing to on a <laughs> week-to-week basis. <laughs> like, if they were like, 
the Packers, I would have fucking lost it. Or if it were, you know, you yeah. or Garland, I would have been pissed. But I don't think I don't think you would have heard I'll the end of it if it, if it was me, man. <laughs> Josh is I mean, my boy. <laughs> and uh, and he's my golden era. So. Yeah, he, at one and seven, he desperately needed that win, Matt. So. He did, he did. But uh, <laughs> he no, did not, not need Kevin, it at all. I mean, But he was following it, and we were texting back and forth, and it was good banter and whatever. I'm still, I'm still right there. I feel like my team, it's, it's, it's in striking distance, and that's all I can really you ask will, for. And you know, we're gonna, we're definitely gonna reach. We're definitely gonna get into that definitely the playoff picture later for sure. Because I've got a whole thing about uh, who's in, who's out. Um, all this playoff stuff, and you're definitely a big part of this conversation because you are definitely mm-hmm. uh, there's. I mean, you're in the thick of it, in the thick of it all. So definitely uh, should be a lot of fun to discuss that a little bit later. I know that I've got some stuff, uh, you know, NFL wise. I want to kind of address because we haven't really talked much NFL. We talk GFL all the time, and you know, we kind of um, uh, we kind of run some bits into the ground a little bit at times, obviously. But you know, we're we, going to talk uh, about that in a second. We'll Part talk about that too. Yeah, we're gonna, uh, but we've definitely got some NFL stuff I want to talk about because we haven't really addressed NFL since Graw was on, and obviously a lot's happened since then. So uh, should be really interesting to. I've got about four or five questions. We're all going to kind of debate and buy or sell and kind of go from there. But I, I have no idea what debate Gar is talking about besides uh, one thing that I already know. So I'm very curious because he's kind of kept me in the dark about some of this stuff. So I'm very curious to see what Gar. You have in store for uh for Oh, Kevin. Matt, I know how much you love surprises, though. So don't act like yes. you don't like being in the dark with me because, you know, you've enjoyed that so much in the past. I know. The man's, the, you know, there's nothing quite like the man sweater in the, in the middle of the I night. Did tell really my, nothing. I did tell my oldest, Clay, that she could listen to this podcast. I mean, the first <laughs> the first three minutes were fine, you know? I don't think there was any problem yeah, with the exactly. first three being high, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, high on life, eh? high on life. <laughs> we can no. go with some innuendos and go in and keep it, keep it, uh, keep it light, tight, and bright. Just after last week, Matt, we need to make it as vague of innuendos as possible. So we'll get that. Yeah, in, that in one second. Can we? Are, are we allowed to say pee on as opposed to the other? Can we say that? Is that possible? Or, oh, or instead no? of instead of, I'm not even going to say that. Well, we will in a second, but I'll hold off as long as I can. <laughs> Matt, I did this last year when we had a much smaller audience through email. Now that we're on Apple and have um, uh, more listeners, just want to uh, throw this out there. Explain a little about Kevin being on the show. He explained a little about Graw when he came on. So let me just explain a little bit about Kevin. Uh, you know, last week. Um, our listenership, Matt, as you know, went down from 78 to 74, but man, we wouldn't even have that 74, uh, without Kevin Dalrymple and Matt, you may not even be out uh, here without Kevin Dalrymple. Um, so to remind her, just inform the audience, the GFL was of course my offspring, but I was also one of the figureheads in my Vista summer camp fantasy football league that we've been talking about on the show with Kevin as a primary fixture of that as well. So back in 2011, with both leagues kind of growing stale in certain ways, Kevin and I over hamburgers at Christian's tailgate and a moderate afternoon of drinking. Kevin, I'm sure you remember, maybe only two or three pitchers of beer between us. Uh, we came up with the idea of the GFL Super League to merge these two fantasy football league behemoths into the one big masterpiece it has been for the last 12 years. So uh, that is that's how it was really the brainchild of me and Kevin over beers at Christian's tailgate, Matt. So we may not be here on Apple. You may not even be in the league. There may not have been room for you without Kevin and I coming up with that idea. Back this up oh. just a hair. Back this up just a second. I know y'all I'll are back it up three chest hairs for you. And that's it. That's so you're at Christian's tailgate. You're, you're down in some pitchers of beer and some burgers. 
who brought up the conversation or was this all, was this basically, we're going to meet up and we're going to talk about fantasy football. How did this whole, con- how did this even start? No, we were watching football together. And then I, I, I just came up with it. I, th- I think Garland was, was real. I, I, I'd always talked about joining into the GFL at some point. Yeah. And, you know, and then we're, you know, we're just kind of, we're just talking about McCullough's league. And then I just, just started thinking about it. It just came to me and I was like, you know, it'd be cool is you just like put these two leagues together and yeah. And it just took off like the did idea. We wrote it down on a, on a napkin, I believe. Did you ever think it would kind of take a the life that it's kind of taken? I mean, it seems that every person that joins this league, right. Just falls in love with it. If it's not within a year, it's within two years, basically that everyone just gets completely enamored by the league. Did you ever think it would kind of take a, a life of a life of its own like this, like it has or no? Uh, as long as Garland Levitt's heart is beating, then yes, I knew it would take, <laughs> take the fuck off. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> That's awesome. But Matt, when you talk about y'all talked about the moment, Kevin, you came up with it. Was it kind of like Doc Brown when he invented time travel and had the picture of the flux capacitor after it fell off the toilet? Absolutely. <laughs> we were just falling off the wagon after two pitchers of beer, so it was almost the same thing. Pretty much. I mean, it's, it's like it's like the Eureka moment. I mean, who was Marty and who was Doc? That's what I want. I mean, that's what I want to know. Oh, of me and Kevin, I don't. Th- I mean, this guy's as cool as he. Kevin, he he. I mean, Matt, he actually kissed girls in high school, so he's definitely. Wow, what's, what was that like? <laughs> he's definitely Marty, and uh, I'm definitely Doc for sure. That what what was that like, dude? That's Kevin. You're awesome, man. I don't even know what that was like in high school. Damn, crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, I find that hard to believe, Matt, with how you've turned it on later in life. So uh, you know, Agar, I was a, I, I, I was a shell of what I used to be. I, well, no, flip that. I've, I've blossomed since high school quite a bit, actually. So I've, uh, you met me like for real, for real. Like you knew me in high school, obviously when I was, you know, I'm Joe's younger brother, so you, you've known me for a very long time. But you've known the social Matt. Um, that's, you know, who I am now is much different than what I was. I was very shy in high school, very introverted. Um, I had friends obviously, but I was more focused on playing soccer. I didn't really care about girls or anything like that at all. And then, uh, I, I, you know, I bartended my senior year of college for about a year, right? Best thing I ever did, man. I learned how to talk to people, learn how to be social, learn just a whole bunch of stuff, man. I uh, just about the social life itself, man. It just really helped me. Um, in my adult life, you know, just be able to communicate with people. And that's kind of what you've seen now. I was very, very shy, very introverted for a while, though, prior to me meeting me. Wow. Well, you, you, sure have, you sure have come a long way. And actually, yeah. you, you know, just knowing you like I do and how cool yeah. I thought you were before this last two minutes, it makes me feel better about my own high school experience. Matt. Yeah. Well, so, see, you know, thanks for helping my ego out a little bit there. You know, you can actually, Ruggles would know, well, of course, Joe, but Ruggles would probably know best because Josh and I were really close friends uh, all growing up through high school, middle school, the whole nine. He knew, um, you know, he knew I was a little bit shy. I was really, really into soccer, like super into soccer, you know, and uh, and then now Ruggles obviously knows me now uh, from a different uh, from a different perspective. So uh, Josh would be able to really speak to that because, he, dude, he and I were inseparable for, I think, like middle school, elementary school, and then you know, as, as, you know, people take different paths in life and everything like that, things do that. And we kind of address that in the show, but, uh, he would definitely know about that. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's my evolution. All roads lead to the GFL, Matt. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. 
Let's face it. I mean, you've. I mean, doing these forty-five podcasts that we are now. And happy forty. Happy forty-fifth, Matt. And, uh, I can't believe it's been forty-five podcasts. That's crazy, dude. I can't believe we. Did Kevin's getting his food right now. So you want me to tell you how I really wanted to open the show? What? With Trump saying something. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, I think Kevin. I think Kevin would have walked out, and then I can't believe we've actually been doing this intro for twenty minutes already, and Kevin hasn't said anything because I know we're. I'm, I'm dying to talk about football. I'm dying to this damn debate here. So what oh, are we, we're getting, what we're are we looking at right now? We're getting to. He's going to be up here. He's going to be back up, and uh, you know that's the the uh, the result of the pickleball is he needed he needed some food, so he should be back up him. here. I don't blame him. But just to let the audience know, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be really fun tonight. Uh, with these, uh, I have a few debate topics. Matt has a few, but Matt, I mean, really, I mean, I don't want to just uh, belabor this, but uh, that beat Kevin was t- talking about. I mean, he took that with some class. I would not have taken that with some class. How would you have taken that? I would have been so mad. Like, I would have like taken it out on whoever was around me. I think at that point, I know Janowski would have definitely thrown some hats or thrown some. Yeah, Janowski probably would have ripped off his shirt, Hulk Hogan style. I think. Yeah, Janowski would. I- I'm surprised that he was able to sleep in his own house. I. You know, I probably would have taken it the same way I took the loss to you because I know I, I think you and I talked earlier in the week um, when we were trying to get a figure out a time for this stuff. I told you it took me a good two or three days uh, to really, you know, kind of come to. I, I just could not believe that I lost you in the fashion I lost you. So uh, that was a pretty rough beat for me. I imagine the same one thing with Kev, especially as important of a game that was for Kev too. I mean, going. I think Kev's four and wait, four and five now. I think is what he is. So yeah, five, that would four, have been a four, key five, victory. Really needed that. Huge, those huge. I mean, yeah, it's one game, but it's a massive difference, you know. And and so that, especially no offense, no offense, Josh, especially to Ruggles, just one and two. At the time, was one and seven. You don't want to lose that game, obviously, you know. But uh, it is what it is, man. And that's why fantasy football. Yeah, that's why it's it pisses you off, but it's also a lot of fun at the same time because you really have no idea what's going to happen from week to week. But how nice is Kevin? He really is one of those genuinely nice people I know. And uh, how can you not want to be friends with someone like that? I mean, you heard how much he's helped me with all my computer and and other issues I've had in my life. Um, I don't know how he's a friend if you got rid of all your porn, though. I don't know how that's a friend. I mean, shit. All right. <laughs> I didn't tell you how many subsequent times I had to get him back over to replay the hard drive. It's like, damn it, did it again. (laughs) But, I mean, I think he was actually pseudo, or if not fully genuine, he was kind of happy for Ruggles, too. I mean, it's just so, I mean, who would be happy? I would be happy. The the guy's one in seven. Is he even paying attention to what's going on? No, I wouldn't have been happy for him at all. But for real, like, think about it, right? Have you ever met anyone who doesn't like Josh? Have you ever met anyone? I've never met anyone that doesn't like Josh. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, people don't like me. Cool, I'm annoying. I get it. It's fine. You, you're loud, you know, you know, whatever, okay? But I've never met one person that doesn't like Josh, okay? So, I mean, how can you be upset when you lose to Ruggles? Because the dude's awesome, right? So he's, he's, he's the best. Yeah. yeah, Ruggles and Kevin and people like that. I mean, they just have such infectious personalities. So yeah. they're about a four or five year age difference. And so they were both the figureheads and the leaders of that uh, fake Indian tribe, the Golden Arrows that we were referring to earlier. And you can see why the why people would want them to lead because, I mean, they were great athletes. They're just great people. Yeah. Uh, good motivators. I mean, uh, and really just lead lead by example. And Josh is, Josh is at least a cami. He's definitely not a leader by example in fantasy football, though. Kevin no. is. Josh Ruggles is not. He was a leader, well, example in camp life, but not in fantasy football life. Jo- Josh leads. He just leads from the back. Okay, that, that, that's what he does. That, that's <laughs> not how this works with the fantasy football. He leads from the back, and there's no there's 
No one ever said he had to lead from the front the whole time, right? Josh is just leading from the back. Exactly. And Alex and Morgan were talking about that a couple of weeks ago as well. It's mad, but <laughs> Alex actually was a pretty good leader both ways, you nice, know? Nice segue in that one, Gar. Well done. Mm-hmm. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> no problem. And so, so Kevin will be back up here momentarily. So let's give the readers a little, excuse me, the viewers, uh, listeners a little insight. So we're going to talk about a trade. So this way, Matt, we won't have to preview it. We'll just get right into sure. it. We're going to talk, talk about a trade that did not go down between you and Kevin. That was Kevin was very passionate about that uh he thought that you should do and he thought that it would have been good for both parties matt thought it was pretty clear it wasn't even so far as to bring me in as a mediator mediator of sorts on a text thread to kind of go over this so matt you said in the text thread guard this has nothing to do this has nothing to do with you uh i was like well matt apparently someone wants me to have something to do with this i didn't that's gonna be fun to discuss that here in a second kevin just came back in but we're gonna get to that aren't we i didn't start the thread but i'll sure as hell contribute to it i mean you never how when have you ever known me to back down from a from a debate you know i mean hell it's fun i mean it's uh yeah um I'm all for, I'm all for it. So what what else what else on our agenda yeah, for you? So we're about to get to it. That's one of our debate topics. We're kind of just stalling for you. So let's hit our first debate topic here. Okay, I have three, uh-huh. and then it looks like Matt has three, and we'll go from there. Matt, as you know, uh, censorship here in America has been a very polarizing topic for at least the last seven years. For me, as the consummate contrarian, since Anyone to the right, it seems like, of Mao, Stalin, or Pol Pot seemingly appears to be a candidate for censorship these days. It makes me want to gravitate to those types of media personalities even more. And clearly, based on cable news ratings, Matt, I'm hardly, hardly alone. So, Matt, I know our intention on putting this podcast on Apple was to do a service for the league. But sometimes in life, my friend, your work takes on a life of its own. That certainly seems to be the case with this podcast. That after last week, Matt can no longer simply just be fun and games for us. It is a cause worth fighting for. Matt, family, work, God, great and all, but GFL Fantasy Football Weekly has transformed from a hobby of mine to a calling. I haven't been this fired up since I found out I was unknowingly in a polygamous marriage, Matt. Whether you realize it or not, you and not you and I now have the badge of honor of being the most censored fantasy football podcast in America. And if recent censorship history is any indication, this could be our watershed Beatles on Ed Sullivan viral moment to propel us into the three-figure weekly viewership numbers that we have always thought was just a pipe dream. So, Matt. Let's do it. Let me give the listeners the full rundown, and I'll try to do this quick within a few minutes of what happened last week. Can you, can uh, you, real quick, can you make sure every single week you play the clip of unknowingly in a polygamous marriage? Can you please make sure you play that? <laughs> so I think you're telling me how we need to start next week's episode. That was awesome. Yeah, go on. Okay, go on. Go on. <laughs> Oh, man. And it's just it's really kind of amazing that I mean, you think of the dozens and dozens of listeners that uh, one of them doesn't doesn't know my ex and somehow doesn't get back to her. And uh, me and Allie can just laugh about it every week. It's great. Sure. <laughs> sure. Oh, um, so let me give the listeners a full rundown of what happened. Kevin, I don't even know if you're are you aware. Did we talk about the censorship of what happened? Oh, you're going to like this. This is very interesting. Um, so before me or Matt, uh, me for sure, probably Matt had even listened to the uh, published episode number 44 last week. I noticed on Saturday, Matt, you may have too, that our commission email inbox, uh, gflcommission@gmail.com, 
was inundated with in inquiries about the show. So not wanting to overact, Matt, I opened the emails and uh, realized they were all spam. Um, but ironically, no more than about an hour later, Eric Graw, who apparently had just come up for air after processing the latest run of our fucking John Crop Tops, um, texted the two of us questioning why our big announcement about Patreon last week got cut at the 18-minute mark of the show. Matt, you immediately noticed after he said that that episode number 44 was only one hour and 20 minutes and not the hour and 29 minutes we recorded on the Riverside hosting app. So, Matt, didn't you? I mean, that was kind of weird, wasn't it? When I when I had when I had um, published it to Apple and it only came out with an hour and 20 minutes, I said, OK, maybe it was just a time constraint thing. But I heard the end of it. And I was like, OK, it's fine. So all right, maybe it's just a glitch. I don't know what it was, but. Uh, then Graw texted, texted us, and since you said the word, I highly doubt this will even get aired, but we'll see if it does or not. But, you know, we'll, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was just really strange, and then Graw told me, and um, we were kind of joking about being censored, right? Just kind of like was just playing around. But then I went back into it and saw on Riverside that, yeah, we actually had the whole episode on there, uploaded to Spotify, and then it cut it right as soon as Gar said, the particular word that he said on here too. So um, we'll see if they cut it again or not. But as soon as, as soon as I just snipped it right off and then picked it up, like almost immediately, as soon as we were done with that conversation, it was really strange, really, really strange. Yeah. And so, I mean, we knew something was amiss. Something sure smelled fishy. So I checked it out for myself and Matt, what I found left me aghast and disturbed. We were truly censored by Apple, Matt. You know it, I know it. And after getting over my initial anxiety and anger, shaking and mini panic attack I endured, I realized something, Matt. This censorship was not a curse. It's actually a badge of honor. George Washington was a traitor and insurrectionist before he was a hero. Martin Luther King was a radical before he was an icon. It's no different for us, Matt. What we need to do now is... Not be shy about saying Patreon, but say it even louder. Patreon! We need to double down on our work and push the envelope even more. As the old saying by Mark Twain goes, Matt, in the beginning of a change, the patriot is a scarce man and brave and hated and scorned. But when his cause succeeds, the timid join him, for then it costs nothing to be a patriot. So before I open up the floor and have us debate this Apple censorship, Matt, let's take a quick listen because Kevin needs to get caught up to speed to this too to what Apple's AI censoring algorithm did to the show last week when we attempted to go over the email we got from Patreon, a digital media hosting platform, kind of a la YouTube and Rumble that wanted us to host our podcast on their platform, and compare it to the actual version of what we wanted on Apple so we can all debate whether this censorship was deserved. So here's how it sounded uh, from the Apple perspective. So let's listen to this first. <clears throat> But as you know, all our hard work is already starting to pay off in spades. As I want you to talk about the email we received this week from the reps that put for fantasy purposes and things like that. But you effectively took. Uh, so I think it's pretty obvious there, Matt, that they cut something, huh? <laughs> yeah, the, you, absolutely they did. And, you know, yeah, no question about that. This is like brave, our Braveheart moment. Patreon! Patreon! Okay, so... <laughs> never going to get on this. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's go over. I went on to Riverside today. Matt gave me his login information. <laughs> I went into Riverside, and I actually brought up the original recording of what was actually said. So, 
Matt, let's give the listeners, you know, Graw was like, man, I really wanted to hear what was said. And I wanted him to hear it too. And probably we're not playing nine minutes of it. Are we? No, nah, we're playing, we're <laughs> playing three minutes of it. <laughs> this three is, this minutes. Is what, <laughs> this is what we actually talked about that led to the censorship. And then we're going to debate whether we think the censorship was warranted or not. So let's just take a listen to the actual bit, which was actually our best bit of the show, Matt. Very disappointed they uh, took it out. So let's listen to it. But as you know, all our hard work is already starting to pay off in spades. As I want you to talk about the email we received this week from the reps at Patreon, a monetization digital media platform that provides businesses and shows like ours a way to monetize their work. It allows artists like us a way to receive funding directly from our legion of fans for only a 9 to 12% haircut that we would be giving to Patreon. They have 6 million subscribers, Matt, so clearly we would have no trouble making waves on their platform. And the synergy between us and them is pretty obvious to me after doing a little research off the tray on that. I have no doubt that what they say in their email, that they send their email to us is true. And they are big fans and listeners of ours because how else could you, Matt, possibly explain the timing of their email and our Ronco sponsorship when since its inception, Patreon has been widely criticized for its handling and removing of child sexual abuse material, including a 37,000 signature campaign that demanded they remove the the work of certain artists depicting child rape. Makes total sense. That's for real. Is <laughs> that for real or no? Oh yeah, Matt. It was definitely for real. And that was part of what that was part of what got cut. I mean, are you seeing anything cuttable or censorship wise that would be warranted there yet? None. Zero. Zero whatsoever. Matt, I mean, what do you I'm, think? I'm so we're gonna we're gonna listen to another minute or so. I'm letting it kind of roll through here for the thirty. Another seconds. minute. Let's get let's get Kevin on here and let's start talking going. some shit. So why did they cut it? They're just because you're are you, are you aver- they think you're advertising something? You know the question is, is this real. I don't even know if y'all were fucking around. I don't even know. No, I played you, Kevin. I Kevin, Kevin's wondering right, if this so, is real. So I played you. But the, did Apple really? They cut it. Out. They cut nine minutes and of you the don't show. Know why? They, right when I was about to say, they didn't, did they right when I was about to say, Patreon. No. no. Yeah. What, and Patreon is really a legit yes company yes. who yes. we use to yeah broadcast the podcast that we could use not that we use but that other artists use six million subscribers put material on there every day so it's a very it's a pretty popular site let's just finish this for another another minute if it is indeed true about the child sex trafficking and things like that just child sex abuse just abuse they're they're not doing it they're not trafficking mass they're just they're just promoting the abuse of it so it's a lot different it's not it's not apples and oranges, okay? Do you think Tom has any relation to Tom at MySpace? Remember Tom from MySpace, the original MySpacer? You know, remember, remember that? The, your first friend on MySpace? Do you think that any relation to each other whatsoever? Matt, MySpace? that's the only social media platform on. I, he's still my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still he's active? my best friend on there. In fact, it's like we're... It's like we're on Lonely Island just with ourselves. And okay, that's that's enough of that. So a little bit more about the trend going into the uh, the, the child sex, the child sexual imagery. I, I think it may have been. What is the whole child sex thing? I mean, what, what, what well, let me just say, uh, it seems. I mean, what what it said on Wikipedia. Okay, Kevin's asking what was that about. There was a thirty-seven thousand signature campaign because they're artists, whether it's visual artists or digital artists, like uh, podcasts, whatever. They were 
supposedly allowing these artists to talk to show or, or discuss child sexual imagery and in some way. Right. So a lot of people, there's 37,000 signatures campaign against them allowing that they wanted more censorship. Okay. So Patreon never got it. To be fair, guys, Patreon never got a, a huge lawsuit, but there was a big petition about that. So, okay. so that's what, and that's what I was making a joke about last week. And so this is what I think. Let, let me go. Let, happened to look it up and found that. Is that what happened? Yeah. I looked it up on Wikipedia and found it. Okay. So Kevin, Kevin's caught up to speed. Matt gets this. So let me just summarize and then we'll just talk about it for one second here before we go on to real debate topics. It seemed like from uploading to publishing Matt, that that bit was censored almost immediately and automatically, which is funny to me to censor that of all things, which seems almost innocuous compared to the all the not-so-royalty-free music infractions we have, as well as the weekly Ronco <laughs> references we make. I mean, my GFL Fantasy Football Weekly conspiracy theory is that an actual human being never laid ears on that segment of the show in some lame, egotistical AI algorithm without a sense of humor or software upload to understand satire. Just cancel culture that segment because Patreon and Apple are either competitors or somehow in cahoots together. What do you guys think about that theory? And after listening to the entire Patreon bit, do you feel the censorship was warranted of us? So they took out every. Was Patreon ever convicted of any whatever you were? No, they're absolutely not. Fuck yeah. Censor the fuck out of that and go Patreon. How do you like that? Matt, do you you agree? This is our first debate question. I mean, I don't think it was warranted whatsoever. I mean, it it obviously was, you know, put it this way. If you're going to censor that, um, I'm surprised that they would censor the word like that as opposed to anything else that we've referred to, especially with my daughter and the sex changes and things like that. So I'm surprised that they don't have a, uh, a censorship of that, okay? But <laughs> they have censorship of other things. I so, mean, ours was, uh, ours was live, Matt, and they didn't even do anything to us. Right. Well, you know, but, I think that they got that algorithm that you were bringing up. Yeah, it's you an know, AI. It's an AI algorithm about the about Patreon, and maybe they caught it and they said, "This is bullshit. These people don't know what they're talking about. We're going to cut this out." Yeah, because the algorithm in my mind, and there's very advanced algorithms. We all know that, right? I mean, it's the AI technology is great, but whatever they're using for Apple, I think obviously did not pick up satire, or they probably would have left it in, right? I mean, but it all just. Right. Let's talk about football. All right. Let's yeah, you know, you know, we're you know we're 38 minutes in, and we haven't talked about football <laughs> once yet. You know that, right, Gar? Okay, like, okay. Then that leads me to question number two. It's about fantasy football. So listen. <laughs> GFL Fantasy Football Weekly is currently ranked number 170 in fantasy sports podcasts in America. But despite that, not all of the league members always seem to enjoy Matt and Garland's attempts at humor at the beginning of each show. Even with the dozens of unique viewers now tuning in, should the show be more about football and less about Garland and Matt? Kevin? Football. Give me more football. I don't know. I mean, I'm always skipping at 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds until y'all start talking. So you have to still, he has to skip 30 minutes, Matt. (laughs) Well, this week he's going to have to skip 25 to 35 minutes. This week he's going to have to skip 38 minutes and 45 seconds, apparently, is what it looks like. Uh, you know, I, I guess we could do more football, but I don't know. I mean, God, what I mean, you he's right, Matt. You know, he's right. We should think about this. God, should we do it? I mean, I know we got all these dozens of listeners, but I mean, they're our friends. We kind of have a responsibility. What do you think, Matt? Everyone wants but, to listen to their team. But people, people don't, people don't come here for football. They come here for me and you. You know what I mean? So we got to give the listeners what they want. You know, yeah, we got to be fair. You know, I mean, yeah, we have our friends, but also we have dozens and dozens of people we don't know. So. 
You're yeah. right, Matt. I'm going with them. I'm going with them. Sorry, Kev. We're ditching you. We're going with them. They don't want to hear the same bit every week. At least change it up, you know? Yep. That, that, <laughs> hey, hey that, that's the intros are on Gar, okay? Jo- Gar has taken the yeah, John thing and beat it to a freaking pulp, okay? That's what he's done. So, I, hey, but uh, how am I not mixing it up? I mean, this is the first time we've gotten censored for ch- uh, child sexual imagery. I mean, come on. This is, this is fresh as it gets. Why are we talking about child sexual imagery? I didn't do it. Patreon <laughs> did. I mean, that's what I'm trying to explain to AI, AI Apple, and everybody. Yeah. Because it's Gar. Uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I thought my trade to Matt. Yeah, we're next question. Thank number you, three. Kevin. Now thank we, we, you. For let's get into the trade. For fuck's sake, thank God. Go ahead and talk about it, please. <laughs> 40, 40 minutes and we're starting the show. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Gar. This is this, All right. this is this is a new record. But go on, please, Kevin. Gar cannot talk anymore. Go on, Kevin. Uh, we're, let's let's go. Let's do it. Ed Etony Jr. pretty much versus, uh, was who I was offering for Allen. So, and you laughed, but yes. I didn't think it was that far off because really, uh, my boy Travis is only like, was only like, what, 18 points behind Allen? Yeah, and he's like, a running something back. Like that. Something like that. He's, so you get more value for the run. I mean, having the really the only running back in the league who consistently can put up games every Sunday is on my team. If you look at his fantasy points throughout the whole year he only had one week in single digits everything else is 20s 30s i mean i mean he's just been a beast so i don't know i thought it was uh i thought it was a little disrespectful for edney but that's fine (laughs) so here's here's my rebuttal to that is number one my initial assumption when you responded back saying i believe it was like alan for Minshew or something like that i think that's what you texted me or whatever it was was that you wanted Josh Allen, Rashad White, Deontay Johnson for ETN. And that's where I said, hell no, that's not happening. Okay, because that, if that is actually what your intention was, that's, that is extortion. That's, that's, that's wild. Because the thing I'm looking at too is that ETN, yes, he is the RB2 or 3 this year, something like that. He is that. There's no denying that. Okay. However, Running backs are not stable assets. Running backs get injured far more than anybody else. Okay, uh, there's every stat out there to go ahead and prove that as well. So I can't um, part with Josh Allen on that. I mean, Josh Allen is—he uh, might be the number one in fantasy or close to it or something like that. Okay, quarterbacks are the most valuable position in our league. So how I was looking at it for your for your team, okay is I'm giving you Deontay Johnson, who's an upgrade on Jackson Smith and Jigba or John Dotson, whoever else you had in that lineup. That's an upgrade there. Minshew is picking it up. He is, yeah. But at the time, I think it was two weeks ago, at the time he had done literally nothing. Um, Then Minshew is an upgrade on Bryce Young because Bryce Young has not done anything. And Minshew has been, points-wise, he has been better. Okay, And then, of course, Richard White is not an upgrade on ETN. Um, but over the last couple of weeks he's done, he's been fantastic. So that's how I was looking at it. And if you wanted Allen and those other two guys for ETN, then that's trying to, I mean, that's basically looking for, and based on last week, and I know this is a very big example, 70 points for a guy who's going to give me 25. That's, or, you know, potentially. And I, that's yeah, it. I, you know. uh, well, I think cause I texted you back and I just said, 
uh, Allen instead of Minshew. But, right. but really, I wasn't really thinking about the other players, to be honest with you. Okay. I was that, really just wanting a quarterback. I mean, that's, then that's, that's, then that's yeah. a more that, – that is a more fair trade. If, if you're just yeah. doing the one-for-one, the one, I probably – I would have turned that down just because I couldn't get rid of Josh Allen because then I'm not going to go with the how, – how I built my team is specifically this year – was centered around essentially the quarterback, right? So I'm not. I wasn't going to go ahead and get rid of, uh, get rid of Josh Allen for that, you know. And it was centered around an elite quarterback and an elite running back. And unfortunately, you know, I got an injury, so there's that. But um, that's yeah. how it was centered. That's how it was centered on. So if it was taking the other two guys out of the equation, then no, I don't think it was a fair request. I don't think it was a fair ask or anything like that. I'm assuming yeah, yeah. I don't think it was an unfair ask. I think it was a more legitimate, uh, definitely a legitimate ask. It just wouldn't have worked for me. That's all, you know. That's that's that, you know. So that's where I. That, so so the lines of communication got basically mixed up. Is really what it was. That's that's what led to that. <laughs> Are you guys saying that sometimes through like text and social media that you're not exactly communicating as clearly as if you're talking it out like you guys are now? Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, this is fantasy football, and we are allowed to go and exaggerate things as best as we possibly can. You know, that's what we do. Ask Jay. You know, Man, ask, uh, I thought that was going to be a lot more heated. If we go back to censorship or something, that was a lot more exciting. You know how much you you know how much respect Kevin and I have for each other, especially from a human level and a fantasy football level. So you know how much respect we, we do. <laughs> Can we do that off air? We don't need that much respect on air, guys. Come on. Yeah, well, yeah. Gar, Gar, Gar blew this up like it was going to be a, a rumble thing, but um, you know, that it was really just a rumble against me and my and how much I'm talking this episode. Well, it's a rumble <laughs> against you and your fluff for today, is what it is. Okay, so. Well, uh, anyway, Gar, what's your, uh, okay, let's see. What, you had three debate topics. That's number I'm two. I'm done. What's, I'm done. It's your show for the last 10 minutes, Matt. You got this. Last 10 I know, right? All right, guys. So now we're going to get to the nuts and bolts of it. So <laughs> if you haven't listened already, you can skip ahead to the number, and you can skip ahead to minute 41, basically, to start your podcast this week. Okay. Uh, now, but, Kevin had a good debate topic, Matt. This is something we have no, to get to with Kevin. We don't need to talk about. We that. don't want to debate kickers. No, we don't. We already. No, we, we, we don't. Yeah. Guard. Kevin you, brought up just for the list. Just for the list, Kevin brought up a suggestion to consider getting rid of kickers. No, so. we're not talking about. It. We've already talked about it on text no, threads. No. It's not necessary. It's okay, not so it's, that's not. Signed a kicker that that his name says how I feel about. Kickers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, who was it? Who was it? Uh. I don't even know who it was, but we're going to go on to, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Nice one, Kevin. And the, you can look up his team name. We're not going to say it on here. But anyway, we're oh, going to go said everything and, else. Come on. What is it? It's, it's Matt Gay is what it is. That's his kicker. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Not there's anything wrong with that. Yes, exactly. So, uh, Gar, there's... shut up from now on. Gar, shut it. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> All right. We're going to... Kev, we're gonna go into we're gonna go into kind of our little first take kind of thing over here. So what I want to do, guys, is I'm gonna do uh, present about I don't know. I have five here. Um, I definitely want to get into some playoff picture stuff though. So we'll see how time goes to see if we get to all five or not. Okay, but um, what we're gonna do? I'm gonna present a question. You can, you can buy or sell, debate, whatever you guys want to do, and we'll go from there. Um, what I'll do is I'll read the question out. Kev, I want to hear your answer first. Gar, you can chip in as soon as Kevin is done, all right? So it'll always be Kevin first, and then Gar, you'll go ahead and give a rebuttal, um, and we'll go from there, okay? I mean, I've so, gone to the commissioner's principal offices already. Why don't you just let me know when you need uh, closing music? I'll be here. Yeah, 40 minutes of fluff. I think you've had plenty of time, my friend. Okay, so let's go. <laughs> 
But, it's uh, all time anyway. now. I'm just, I'm just here. <laughs> anyway, all right, guys. First question: Dol- the D- Miami Dolphins. All right, they lost the Bills, they lost the Eagles, they lost the Chiefs, but they lost by a combined score of 100 to 51. Um, all of their wins, if you look at every single one of their wins this year, it's against teams that are either 500 now. I think the Chargers is the best team they've beaten, and everybody else is below 500. So, is this Miami? So, are you going to buy or sell this that Miami's just an average team with a weak schedule, or are you actually, or are you buying that Miami is an elite team, but they've just come up against better against you know just bad weeks? What do you, Kevin? What, what are you buying or selling? No, you have to. You- you have to pick. I know, but I think both options were by. So, um, but my answer is, I think that the Dolphins are, are a great team. I think they're, I think that they're, um, you know, they're still figuring it out. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, but, right. but I like what their, their coach is doing and they're fun to watch. And I like that he's trying new things with the, the men in motion, the, the constant movements and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I, I think I think they're getting it together. I'm excited. Uh, I mean, obviously, when the playoffs start and they're in there, they're, people are going to be watching them because they're they're an exciting team. So, for sure. yeah, yeah, they're for good. Sure. They're fun. Gar, yeah, what do you, Gar, what do you think? I'll just sell with the caveat that I think they're not they're they're better than an average team, but they're not a great team, right? They're right. I consider them a really good team. I consider them yeah. probably top five in the AFC, but I don't see them. Uh, making it to the Super Bowl, though, you never know because they are a well above average team. Maybe if they kind of click a little bit more towards the end of the year, it's all about how you're playing at the end. So we'll see. Right now, I don't I don't see it. But So know, neither one of you, one. there's no concern from Nine anyone of you that they've lost to basically three elite teams and their other wins have come against sub-500 teams. There's no concern. That's kind of what I was alluding to. I put them at number power rank number four or five in the conference. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my, I guess my opinion on this one is that I, I don't buy the fact that they're a weak team. I think they're a good team, right? Any team that's got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell as your two receivers, you're not a bad team. I think they're the one team in the playoffs that you do not want to play if you're an elite team, though, because they show up at any time and pretty much derail your season. But I don't think they're a Super Bowl contending team just yet. I think they have some pieces to work on. But if they get, um, you know, Achane, A-Chain, whatever his name is, back in there, and he's as, as explosive as he was, man, they're going to be tough. They might be a tough team, a tough out. You know, that's that's my opinion on that. You know, Graal was very adamant. He's sick. He is sick of that big, Graal. It's, it's A-Chain. I don't, honestly, I didn't even try to figure out his name. I really had no idea. I don't know. I didn't try to figure it out. But, <laughs> all right, guys, question number two. Question number two. Kev, you're going to be up first here. The Ravens, they're seven and two. They've got 135 plus point differential, which is by far tops in the league. Okay, not even close. Okay, uh, this is going to be a two part buy or sell. Are you going to buy or sell the fact that one, the Ravens are the best team in football right now, the best team in the NFL, and two, can, are you going to buy or sell the fact that a Lamar Jackson led team can win or make it to the Super Bowl? Are you going to buy or sell those? Sell, sell, smoking mirrors. <laughs> Yeah, it's Baltimore. I didn't even realize they were seven and two, but that's quite a yeah. bit of a point differential too. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, good numbers yeah. there, Matt. Um, yeah. But uh, you know that the, that Texans loss in week one looks pretty good because the Texans played them pretty well that first they week. They did. They did. Um, no, they're um, you know they're they're a good team. I I can't trust Lamar Jackson. 
I had him in another league a couple of years ago, and that one year when he was just awful and he drove me crazy, and I feel like I'll, I'll never trust him again in my life. <laughs> like Jay, it's like Jay. So, it's like exactly. Jay. I think it was that same year Jay had him and hated him. I had him in my other league, and same yeah. bullshit. Gar, Gar, what do you think? Are you going to buy yeah. something? Talk about Question being able to empathize with a friend, Matt. Yeah, with, with Lamar, he's had, you know, he's had two decent games, two great games, and the other four or five games, just not good. So right. um, he's, driving, he's kind of driving me crazy, too. Uh, I will say it does appear, just from what I've read and just kind of looking at his stats, seems like his completion percentage is higher. He's got we, – we knew that he had better, a little better weaponry this year if Zay Flowers was going to materialize like he had. So um, – but overall, I mean, yeah, Kevin's talking about smoke and mirrors. Normally, you would you would think so, uh, but that defense is really good. Lamar, mm-hmm. I think, is a little bit better of an overall game manager quarterback this year. So uh, I do think that they're uh, certainly uh, a, a big time threat to make it to the to make it to the Super Bowl because uh, mainly because just Kansas City just is really lacking receivers. You know, if they had better receivers, I'd feel more comfortable that they're the runaway favorite, but. Um, without that, um, who's number two in the AFC, guys? I'm trying. I think I'm missing one other team that should be. Oh, there's right up uh, there with Baltimore. Hang on, there's. I'm gonna get the standings back up. Well, Baltimore's not even. I don't even think they're number one, or are they? Um, they are. You know, the Chiefs are number. One. Chiefs and Baltimore are tied for first. Then you got Miami and Jacksonville tied for second. Okay, okay. So really, it is those two teams are probably the best. And uh, yeah. you know, really, you, you got to really think that. I mean, there's so much paired in the NFL that the Baltimore might be the uh, the super the Super Bowl favorite. So I'm I'm agreeing with Kevin that it could look like smoke and mirrors. But man, real impressed with that defense. I think Lamar's becoming a better game manager. Maybe there's not as big of a risk of him getting injured. So if the weapons stay healthy. Uh, from this point forward, uh, they'll be a force to be reckoned with. So here, but answer. So Gar, an, Gar, answer the second part of the question though. Think of it this way: Is it can you trust that a Lamar Jackson led team, not just the Ravens, but a Lamar Jackson led? No, you can't trust it because he hasn't proven it. But right. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if, if it happened this year. Gotcha. Know? But no, I don't trust. I don't trust it at all. I don't trust my fantasy no. team. I'm going to probably be looking to trade him next week. Okay, big game this week. Fair enough. I really wanted to get to this question because this has to do with the hometown team. So I really, I uh, this is a little out there, but it's going to be a three-part buy or sell. So uh, just hear me out on this one, all right? So Kevin will do our best. I mean, it's hard enough for us to follow two parts right now. We'll do our best. I know, right? So anyway, so the Texans. All right, obviously uh, C.J. Stroud has been. Um, Gar, you called this one. Uh, you know, so far he's been fantastic. He's really uh, very impressive, very very impressive. But the Texans are four and four right now. Okay, their their remaining games they play at the Bengals, home to Arizona, home to Jacksonville, home to Denver, at the Jets, at the Titans, home to the Browns, home to the Titans, at Indy. That's a very favorable schedule. Okay, three parts on this one. Can you buy or sell the following? Number one. Can you buy or sell the Texans are going to win 10 games? Are you going to buy or sell that the Texans make the playoffs? And are you going to buy or sell the Texans can win the division? So win 10 games, make the playoffs, and win the division. Can you buy or sell any, all, or some of those? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think so. So we got 10 wins, the playoffs, and the would division. That, would that, I mean, that schedule that you 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 named there, I mean, that's that's – I mean, they have the easiest schedule in the league, right? Because they finished the last place last year. Before the season started, they had a top three easiest schedule based on projections, basically, and it's it's kind of held true. Yeah, so they just got to go what six and um, six and six and two, six and three, maybe something. Hey, we got 
One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine. Yes, they have nine games left. Six um, and three. Yeah. Read out the games again. So we're playing at the, so this weekend's at the Bengals. Okay, I'm gonna chalk that up kind of as a loss right there. Oh, that. Okay. So then we got home to Arizona, home to Jacksonville, Win. home to Denver. I uh, let's see, we're going to the Jets, to the Titans, home versus the Browns, home versus the Titans, and then we finish up at Indy. I mean, I think you're easily getting to four, four to five wins. Right. Um, I don't know, but I still think they can do it. I mean, I think last week was a special moment in, t- in uh, Houston Texans history. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way they won that game, I think, I feel like they're, you know, they're a young team. They believe in the coach and they just kind of seem like they're clicking. So yeah. I'm buying it, but maybe just because I'm kind of, for the first time in my life, I'm rooting for the Houston Texans. They- I'm on the bandwagon. <laughs> so, I got okay. on in week one, though. I said it before the season started. Normally he's on the Bears bandwagon, but you, you can tell oh, I'm like way oh, off so, that right now. So let's hear, Kev. I'm going to I'm gonna uh, oh, we'll go one by one. Are you- here. Have we ever uh, had a live trade uh, acceptance on air? Oh, man. I wish I had the breaking news queued up. Damn, let's see what happens when John's picketing. Jesus. Okay, anyway, go on, Kev. Shut up about uh, John, for Christ's sake. So what Mike Wilson here? knows. Mike Wilson knows I've been in the in the market for a quarterback for a while. Mm-hmm. He's offering me Dak Prescott and Darnell Mooney for Devontae Smith and Julio Jones. <laughs> he wants Julio Jones. So, <laughs> Count, counter, not with Julio. Not with Julio. Can't get him. Mean, off. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm accepting it. I would, I would. I mean, that's fine. You know, like Mooney's not going to be anything great, but it's Dak's definitely an upgrade on Bryce Young, and that's kind of what you're looking for. I mean, Devontae's so inconsistent too. You know, it's done. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. It hurts him. I don't know who his backup quarterback is. I'm not sure if he's is it Stroud. Uh, it's CJ Stroud. It's CJ Stroud. Okay, so it's not going to really affect. Uh, it, I mean, Devonta, he needs a wide receiver, and that's probably also the quickest that. Uh, Mike Wilson has ever had a trade with anybody in the history of this league. Okay. I well, told you, man, I've done it with him years ago, but sometimes he will just offer these trades and it is instant accept. It doesn't normally work out that way with Mike, but there were uh, some once t- every two Olympic cycles or something, it can happen. There are some times <laughs> that are trading him some receivers for either Bijan uh, uh, or Ken Walker, but I held off because I didn't want to go through a day long of negotiations. Is what I didn't want to do, but good for you, yeah, Kev. Congrats I- Quarterback, man. That's good Good stuff. That's going to help you out for sure. Yeah, so. I mean, I just can't rely on Bryce Young. I mean, it's no. Just, and I was no. going to think about trading you Lamar next week, but you wouldn't have wanted him no, anyway under any circumstances. So we're gonna now him. I can root for the Bears defense who I picked up today. There you go. That worked. So, Gar, uh, why, don't you, Gar why, don't you answer, uh, why don't you answer this this question as well? So, remember, three parts. Yeah. Texans are winning 10 games. Texans are making the playoffs. And Texans are winning the division. You can buy or sell any or all of those. No, I think of them as like an eight-win, eight to nine-win team at most. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't see them making the playoffs, and I don't see them beating Jacksonville. So, I have a no on all three. Okay, fair uh, enough. And I also wanted to say, man, Kevin, huh. If that win last week to get to four and four is one of the, the biggest wins in franchise history, I mean, we already know it's a sad history, and uh, you almost made me a little sadder. <laughs> no, actually, no. If you look at how it ha- how it happened, though, we went down with like a minute left, and we, I mean, that was a hell of a drive that would to finish up the game, dude. We've our offensive line has been hugely maligned for years, and 
No, I think that was. I mean, it was it was a big moment, especially because we haven't had really a like Deshaun Watson. You know, was our quarterback, right? He was our kind of our guy. I'm not saying that C.J. Stroud is going to be Deshaun Watson when he was a Texan, not what he is now. But we need a we need a big time quarterback, and it looks like we you know we might be on the way to having one. That's going to be good for this franchise, without a doubt. You know. So yeah, but when you just talk about the franchise, Matt, I mean the the Texans winning that game as far as one of the biggest wins in franchise history would be the equivalent. Think how many big Astro wins there have been. It'd be like the equivalent of them coming back in the 87th game of the year from down by four. Uh, against the uh, against the Mariners to in the ninth to win the game and take the division. I don't know. Play with, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know. There are so I, many wins. There's so many games the Astros have played in the playoffs the last seven years that I mean, you wouldn't even think about a regular season game as one of the biggest games in, in the history. So the fact that, and Kevin, you're not off, I think, to talk about that game and the importance of the franchise history, again, just shows how sad the franchise is. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying, but I think, you know, look, you listen to the crowd, you look at the, the players and their reactions afterwards, and we finally have a team, and this has been my big gripe against the team over the past four or five years. We just don't compete. We just, you know, we, we, if we're losing, we're going to get our ass kicked. And this team competes. I'm not sure if it's D'Amico or the guys they brought in or, uh, or whatever, but we're competing. That's all I can ask for. You know, that's all anyone can ask for. Absolutely. You know? No, it is. It is exciting. I'm excited. You talked about me calling Stroud. I mean, Matt, I couldn't have called that he'd be playing this well, but it just seemed like. <laughs> um, Based on what I saw in the uh, college football playoff, the scouting reports, uh, and just his his, phys- his physical capabilities, it looks like he's just a specimen. That, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I did say I would take him over Will Anderson in our text thread with Joe and Janowski, and it's proved right. But I'm not always right, right? I'm definitely missing so far on Jordan Love. But it's nice well, to hit the crowd one. That's a that's that's a great segue into number four, Gar. Thank you for that. Okay, well, that's a un, that's an unscripted segue. All right, so. And I'm glad you're using the word segue after I taught it to you last week, Matt. Good job. I know. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, Green Bay. All right. So, Jordan Love so far hasn't really looked like the answer. Okay. Aaron Jones is going to be 29 next month. Uh, Christian Watson's had a real hard time staying healthy. Their other receivers are very, very average. Uh, Their defense is average at best. Green Bay has always been known as, you know, it's not America's team. It's the Cowboys. But it's really been... Very well known as a football city, football, everything football. Okay, what's your panic meter on the future of the Packers at this point? It's not really a buy or sell question. It's really just an, you know, an opinion question. I just don't. I mean, are we looking at like a really full scale rebuild here with Green Bay, where they're going to be terrible for some years? Or I mean, what based on what we're looking at right now, what's your panic meter on the on the for the future of the of, of the Packers, Kev? What do you what's your what's your answer to that? I, I hope so. I hope they suck for several years. <laughs> You're a Paris fan, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lead objection, leading the witness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, please suck. Just please, just suck, Green Bay. <laughs> the last time I can remember them sucking was in the '80s, and I do remember it. I remember my dad and I watching a Packers game. He's like, "Oh, the Bears will win this one. The Packers aren't any good." And I think that was the last time I ever heard anyone say that. <laughs> <laughs> Gar, Gar, what's your uh, Gar, what's your take on that? What's your? Well, I guess what's your answer to that? Remember last year, Matt, during our uh, press conference for the Garlando Bowl with Lane and Matt, mm-hmm. and I talked about how you wore like your journalism hat with your tape recorder, and I mean, you just did such a good job asking questions. What a great 
But the more I think about this question, the more I'm thinking about how so good it is. Because when you look at the transition between Favre and Rogers, I mean, they've been good for 30 years, you know. Yeah. So great question. And yes, I do think we're looking at a, a big time rebuild for sure. Yeah. So if you had a if you had a one to five on a panic meter, five being oh, I'd be at, at least at least a four, if not a five, for sure. Okay, right, that works. So um, I think I'm at like a three and a half or four. I don't like to judge quarterbacks until about year three. That's why Stroud. I'm I think he's looked great so far. That's why I'm still kind of reserving judgment because you look at Josh Allen his first couple of years was just okay, right? And then he really kind of took off after year three. And Jordan Love still could be good, but I expected better out of him for sitting and kind of basically observing for as long as he has you know i expected better um from him this season now you know so we'll i mean i they, they need help i think they need better receivers they don't really have a tight end uh aj Dillon is not really a future answer at running back um defensively they, they've just got a lot of issues that they need to fill figure out so um i wouldn't be surprised to try to see them sell for some assets and things like that and try to yeah, try to re- rebuild. But I think they're like a three and a half for me uh, right now. Yeah, right? and that's that's good, Matt, because when you look at it, Love also has made some good comebacks at the beginning of the year too. So yeah. maybe there is some some outside hope. You know, we'll see. Totally we'll see. But worthless, then maybe you wouldn't have even had those early season comebacks. So. For sure. So all right, guys, NFL talk done. GFL talk. Let's start now. So playoffs are coming up here very very. Uh, before we know it, okay, we're headed headed into week ten. Some things are starting to take a little bit of shape here. Uh, Corey looks like he's basically clinched a spot. He's eight and one right now. Uh, Gar and Joe look like they're on the verge of clinching spots. They're both seven and two. I think in the GFC, you're looking at nine wins guarantees you. But uh, I think Joe is in with eight wins based on the points that he's scored so far. I think Gar is probably in with eight wins as well. But um, we're gonna assume right now that Corey. Gar and Joe have clinched spots. That's what the assumption for right now. Okay, but uh, could change in future weeks. Although I don't know how in the hell Gar is seven and two. He should be five and four right now. But you know that's neither here nor there. Okay, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's not a confident seven and two. Let's just put it back. No, it's not. But hey, you know you're seven and two. So congrats, man. But um, anyway, as it stands right now, if the season were to end today, all right, we're looking here at a one verse eight of Corey and Trent. 4-5 of me versus Wilson, 3-6 uh, of Gar and Troy, and a 2-7 of Joe and Nick. Okay, so we've got Corey, Joe, Gar, Matt, we have Wilson, we have Troy, we have Nick, and we have Trent. Those are our eight playoff teams as of right now. Okay, we've also got two, four, six teams that are basically can fluctuate in and out of this picture at any any week, and that's going to be the Peckers, Graw, Jay, Kevin, Janowski, and Ryan. Okay, they're Janowski and Ryan are three and six, but they actually still are in playoff contention over in the VFC with those with those records. Okay, so guys, I guess based on what you've heard, Kev, I'll, I'll, I'll obviously you can be biased as, as biased as you want on this. Who drops in and who drops out of this playoff picture? Um, I guess over the coming weeks. So what? what so what, what? What's your? What's your? Who's in and who's out essentially? Well, I I haven't been paying much attention to the standings. I try not to too too much this time of year because you got to know where you need to be, right? You just right. gotta you gotta be. You can't you you know. And last week was a big. God, I could have really used that win last week. Yeah. Five and four. <laughs> oh, uh, heartbreaking. Yeah, it was. Just it was brutal, but um, I'm feeling optimistic. Obviously, yeah. I mean, I just got this trade with with Wilson and Peckers is favored to beat me. I don't really understand why, but 
Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, if I lose this, I'm I'm gonna be, I'm really gonna be in pain. I know that um, Janowski has a has a good team. I'm surprised he slipped all the way to three and six. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, I I. It's tough to say. It's fantasy football. I mean, and I, I obviously I don't know enough about how everyone else's teams is situated right now, but mm. I mean, who knows what the hell is going to happen? But it, this there seems to be a little more parity in the league. I guess more so in the via, GFC than the the VFC this year. Well, you know, the teams are be- teams are still beating up on each other. You know, kind of left and right here. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, and four teams. Over in the GFC right now, you're four and five. If any, I mean, one or two of these teams lose because your point levels are with some of these other teams. Like you're in 867 right now, mm-hmm. and Peckers and Ditka are 878, 875. These are guys who are in playoff pictures. So you have one really good week because, you know, it's only really a huge point difference when you're like 70 or 80 back because you can, you can get back 40, 50 points in a week. That's not a big deal. Like that happens all the time, you know? So, right. I mean, for your team, you're one, basically one win away from climbing into that fourth spot essentially. Cause right now it looks like that the GFC is kind of beating up on each other a little bit with the exception of a couple of teams out there. But, um, you know, so I guess from, I guess, yeah, let's just I take mean, the there's some big matchups. I mean, this week's gonna gonna be a deciding week. I feel like for a lot of these teams. Yeah, I think so too. So, I mean, your matchup especially is gonna be a big one. If you, I mean, yours you know, too. I mean, yeah. you got. I mean, I know you're six and three, but um, but yeah, playing Adams family five and four. No, this is this is a massive week for me as well because if I can go to seven and three, and essentially if I go seven and three, I'm not gonna say I'm knocking Trent out. But I can, you know, I kind of figured that I need to, last week I kind of figured I need to go four and two over my next six to guarantee the spot. So I didn't really figure I'd beat Janowski. I was surprised that I actually beat him because of some guys I had on by and injuries and stuff like that. But um, yeah, this is a pretty massive week for me as well. And honestly, all three of us, because Gar has, he's playing against Troy. And Troy always seems to get 80 point projections, but 120 point realities, you know. So I don't understand how he does it every week, but, you know. Congrats to him. So, um, I guess you know. Let's see here, uh, Gar. I know you pay attention to the standings pretty, pretty, pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Oh, who yeah. do you think? Who do you think is in or out based on the teams that I've kind of listed uh, or that you can kind of see so far? Well, just to let you know, I'm looking at Troy's team now. I mean, no wonder his point total is so low. They're only giving Thielen a projection of 12.87, where he's averaging at least double that, at least 25. So I, mean, I don't know what the Yahoo obviously hasn't adjusted their algorithms to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make, make it realistic. So I don't know why I'm even favored in this matchup. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, Matt, definitely pay attention to this. Uh, look at it, you know, most every day, especially after wins, you know. I'm like, you know, <laughs> after losses, don't want to look at it as much. But after wins, definitely looking. So uh, to me, uh, you know, I could totally see Kevin uh, or Janowski uh, giving it a run here. But I'm just looking <laughs> at the odds, okay? I'm just playing this from like if I was Vegas, you know, handicapping the GFL. So Looking at it, uh, I would expect the three top VFC teams to be the three VFC representatives. And I think the really, to me, the only kind of spot that I'm kind of wondering about is that fifth GFC spot. Is it going to be Trent? Is it going to be Jay? 
Um, could the Packers or, or Eric steal it? I don't know. I think that's that's the most interesting uh, spot to me. I think everyone else, I think you're going to get your two wins. I think I'll get one or two. Even though my team is just not performing right now. And so probably will be looking to do some trades next week. Maybe just to uh, – I'm not getting much explosiveness, and I don't have any – they don't really have much depth. It's, it's next week. Next, The trade deadline's next week. So I may go hard and just, you know, see what I can get for some of my top pieces, really. So you may but, be hearing from me. You may be hearing from me, Matt. Is it, yeah, is it, is it premature, though, to – assume that the GFC is going to get five in. I know we've had good records all season long, but we're beating each other up and it's not out of the realm of possibility that the VFC gets the four. And there's no, there's no question that I can see Kevin, if he goes on a little bit, I mean, Kevin's got, let's see, his remaining schedule is the Peckers. Then he plays Ryan. I think he plays Corey when Corey might have some buys or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. Lane and Nick. So I can certainly see at least three wins out of that. So that puts him minimum seven and seven. Okay, if he sneaks another win, eight and six, he's going to get in the play. He could he is easily get in playoffs at eight and six. Are we? Is it too early to assume that the GFC is going to get five? Absolutely, I think you're right. I think there's a uh, that's just my lean, right? So when I say a lean, it'd be like you know a little over fifty percent, closer to right. sixty maybe at most. So yeah, right. still very possible the VFC gets four. I just don't, of course, see them getting five. I think at best right. it'll be. Four four so um, and that would make some sense right because you're looking at teams like Kevin you're looking at teams like uh, Janowski that are good teams that to me are playing better than my team probably would deserve the playoffs right now more than my teams already have been playing the last month so yeah very realistic so I'm really eyeing as far as threats in the VFC Kevin and Janowski and then really when you look at the uh, the GFC I see the top four is pretty solid with. Uh, uh, you, me, uh, Joe, and Troy. And then after that, are we going to get that fifth spot is, is what I'm basically was trying to say, Matt. I yeah. don't know. Well, I guess here's a, here's a follow-up question then. So let's assume that Mike and, um, and Corey get in on the VFC because they have the best two records right now. Let's assume that holds true. Okay, out of the next four teams, so we got Nick, Kevin, Janowski, or, and Ryan. And Kevin, I'll open this up to you first, okay? So out of Nick, yourself, Janowski, and um, and Ryan, who say you you have two teams that can get in out of those four, who's getting in? Um, did you include my name on that? You're in there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm in. It's, yeah. yeah, I'm in. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> and then um, Nick, Nick or Janowski with you? And then Ryan's in there too, even though I think hit Janowski points are still low. I think Janowski is going to run the table. I mean, he's projected 104 points this week, which you don't even hardly see people projected over 100. Uh, That just shows you how good his team is. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, me and Janowski, you can take that to the bank, too. Take it to the bank. I predicted Janowski a semifinal team, I think, was it three weeks ago? Something like that, Gar? So, I mean. You did, you did, you did. Yeah. uh, Based on the actual personnel. Can't can't fault you. No, you can't. I mean, look, and so Gar, I'll give you the same question for the VFC. Um, those four teams: you got Nick, you got Kevin, you got Janowski, and I'm still throwing Ryan because he's three and six, and he has a couple. Like his Ryan's next two games are Lane, are Lane which that I mean, that, I'm assuming that could be a win. I don't know how. I mean, Lane's just had the worst managerial career, and not career, the worst managerial season I've seen in quite some time to be honest with you maybe and, maybe in history maybe in our history actually it's such a very good man 
certainly in recent memory, it's just every decision he's made has just not gone well. And then he's got a big one against Kevin in two weeks, you know, uh, in two weeks. So, um, I mean, as, obviously, I don't think I think Ryan's a humongous outsider on this whole situation, but you still have to include him because he's technically not out yet or anything like that, you know. So, who are those? Who are the four out of those four teams? Who are the two that are getting in though? And, and one that's not. And I just want to point this out for like the what the fourth week. Uh, Lane uh, uh, outmanaged himself, uh, <laughs> t- took defeat from the jaws of victory, and uh, yeah. again didn't play Dalton Schultz. Even though Ferguson had a good game, 22 points, ended up losing by a little less than three points with the uh, 27 points of Schultz on the bench. So that would have gotten the win. So that is at least the third. He played Ferguson. Uh, Schultz, we went over last week. What is he now, Matt? He's a top 10 tight end. Uh, yeah. And so he really should probably be in there most every week, Schultz. And so he traded for him, Kevin. He also traded for Russell Wilson. He's played neither of them at any point the last five weeks. And he's yeah. lost at least four. I think it's at least four now, Matt, from these decisions. Crazy. Yeah. Dalton Schultz is a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. He's the number 10 tight end is what he is. Yep, number 10. Yeah, so he so. should be in there every week. Ferguson's been very serviceable, but uh, especially after how he, he again, grasped defeat from the jaws of victory uh, one or two other times not playing Schultz. The, in fact, he still doubled down and got that stubborn did claim. It was inexplicable, you know? Yeah. Um, Pull your head out of your ass. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I just see of the four teams you talked about, it's uh, – uh, to me, it's it's Nick, uh, and uh, I mean, I mean, it's so hard. You know, uh, Kevin's got a game in hand against Janowski. I would say Janowski if they were tied. Uh, Kevin's here. Uh, ugh, you know, Kevin just got a quarterback too. I mean, I'll go, I'll go, Kevin. I just don't think it's Janowski's year, so I'll go Kevin and Jana- uh, Kevin and, and Nick. Excuse me, Kevin and Nick. Okay, and the same question to the V to the GFC now. We're assuming that you and you and Joe are in, okay? So it's gonna that we have, and we're assuming we're only getting four overall teams in this uh, in this playoff, okay? At the same time, we're not assuming five; we're assuming four. So we've got myself, and this is this is a hard one. We got myself, Troy, Trent, Peckers, and Dit and Graw. You can even throw Jay in there with the amount of points that he scored, even though Jay's four and five. So two of those. I mean, I'll open this up to both of you guys. Two teams have to get in out of basically six, right? So we're talking about me, Troy, Trent, uh, Blaudre, Graw, and Jay. Who's getting in? Uh, I think uh, uh, you'll be. I, I see you not as a sure, but I, I'm going to put you in. So really it's just a matter of who's that last spot. So you're looking at Troy, Trent, Brian, you know, Graw, Jay, down the line here. Um, yeah. Uh, Troy's <laughs> – Troy's team, I mean, I know he's lost four games, but, I mean, he's in every one. I don't think he's having too many injury concerns. I mean, I see Troy getting to that eight wins, having a good point total, uh, continuing to have a good point total and making it. Trent, having lost Kirk Cousins, unless he does something, I just don't see him being able to hold up. He already was iffy on having a flex play every week, so now without Cousins, I think he's toast. Brian's had so many injuries. He has a lot of explosiveness. A-Chain's coming back, but it is the Packers, so I just don't see them doing it. Ross had too many injuries. Jay's 4-5. and five. I just don't think the defending champ is going to be tough for him. He almost has to win out to make it. So mm-hmm. uh, I see you making it. I see Troy making it. And uh, if there has to be a fifth team, I don't know. That's why, Matt, I mean, we should say it right here. I think there is a good chance, and we've seen this in other years when we've gotten our ass kicked and out of conference, that mm-hmm. it ends up being 4-4-4. Four, four, four. 
Yep, it could be. I mean, I as think that's what we're seeing. The more I'm thinking about it, the more we're talking about it, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. It may be even the most likely four and four. I guess. I guess if we look at current playoff matchups as they stand, of course they're going to fluctuate, right? We already know that. Okay, but if everything held firm, you know, I, I mean, Corey versus Trent should be a good one. Me versus Wilson, probably another good one. You know, I've, our, uh, I mean, my, I've scored more points than Mike, but Mike had Mike's got a pretty good team especially he got devonta smith who you know he's hit or miss you know it just depends on the week basically but uh gar you and troy and then there's joe and nick so uh i mean you know i hate to i mean i hate to ask kevin because he's technically not in this right now but who has the worst playoff matchup out of all of this i think i know might i know what i think but uh kevin so if it's Corey versus trent me versus wilson gar and troy and joe versus nick who who's the worst I guess what's the not I guess who's getting shit on basically for the uh, for the for the playoff matchup. So it's Corey, Corey versus Trent. So Corey Trent. Despite his point. Mm-hmm. So it's Joe versus Nick, me versus mm-hmm. Troy, right? And then Matt versus uh, Wilson. Wilson. So he's got the worst matchup of like a higher seed, is what you're saying? Yeah, basically, who's I mean, like. Who's on the biggest upset alert? Yeah, who's on the yeah, that's one, that's the one, best two, way to three, say it. Basically. Who's on who's on the biggest upset alert right now? I mean, it could be it could be any high seed, so one through four. Adams, he doesn't have cousins anymore. I wouldn't think he's on too big upset alert, but we're just kind of talking. Let me take this one. I I, I think it's Joe versus uh, Nick. Uh, mm-hmm. I would not want to be playing Nick. Uh, Kevin, let's look at Nick's team. Um, you know, he's got uh, Allen's who having a great year. Pollard, you know, he's had big weeks and not big weeks, but he's healthy and he has the capability. Hill at tight end, Kevin. Let me just show you how he's done lately. Last three weeks, he's averaging basically 20 points a game because he does so much. I mean, what a find. Uh, he's got two. Uh, Swift's had a good year. Um, did he pick him up or did he draft him? Who? Uh, Matt, do you know that? Did he, he drafted him? Yeah, it was yeah, good. He can't be, he shouldn't be a tight end anymore, though. Oh, oh! You talking about Taysom Hill or? or yeah. Or, oh no, he he picked up he picked up to Taysom Hill. I don't think he drafted. He did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's not. I'm, I'm looking at. He's a little weak. No, I mean he's got Sutton at his second wide receiver. So his starters would be Allen Sutton, who's having a good year actually. Pollard, Hill. Uh, and then he'd fill it in with uh, Swift. I mean, this is just this is a powerhouse team with Tua. So yeah. uh, I think I think Nick really has like a top yeah. three team. So Joe would be shaking in his boots playing him in the first round. Horrible match. So, so correction, he actually did draft Taysom Hill around 11. I don't know if he dropped him and picked him back up, but he definitely drafted him. Um, so uh, oh, Kevin, what do you think? Yeah, you, no, Papa Giorgio has a solid team. I stand sure corrected does, on that. Yeah. yeah, it's evolved during the year. Well, yeah, you know, sure what's crazy is Joe's going to be, Joe would be, I think Joe of all people would be pissed about his matchup if it held because – not only Nick's won five in a row, Joe's also won five in a row. Okay, uh, you know I think Joe's probably the I think Joe's probably the best team in the GFs and, and probably in the league right now. I think Joe's team's yeah. maybe overperformed a little bit, but he's still done really really well. But Nick is let's see, Nick is the he's top four in terms of points scored this year. You know, so you know, but he's also high up on the list in terms of points conceded. And these things start to these things you guys know as well as I do. They tend to level themselves out over the course of a season. You're not going to always get, you know, you know, basically bent over with points and everything like that. So uh, I think Nick's a team. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to play Nick in the first round of play. I don't think anybody wants to. You know what I mean? And that's that's the 
that's the concerning aspect of it all is that um, if he if he remains a lower seed, that's the higher seeds are he's the one team I think nobody would really want to play. No, absolutely not. He lost the first four games. So, and we, I believe, Matt, we have seen teams recover from that. It's very rare. It's probably only happened a, a couple times if it has. Look at, Ke- Nick, look at Kevin's championships. Kevin's championship season is the exact same way. He was scoring a lot of points, wasn't winning, and then I think he 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 made the Babe Ruth call. He called it out, saying, "I'm gonna I'm gonna make the playoffs," and he did, and ended up winning the whole thing. So it's it can certainly happen. Yeah, and, and Nick, uh, last year was the first time, uh, his eighth year in the league, he didn't make the playoffs. So it looks like he'll be right back in it this year, really. I think so. I think so. so, I mean, the first games of the season that he ended up losing, right? Uh, you know, I, I remember it vividly. The first game of the year, he lost. You scored 121. I scored 126. Uh, he lost. He scored 143 points and lost, okay, to, to Trent, all right? And then, you know, had an 80-point game, but... Nick's not a five and fourteen. Nick should be six and three, seven two, something like that. You know, that's what he should be. But you know, it, it is what it is. You know, but I mean, uh, you know, I think he's the one lower seed. If he remains a lower seed, that a lot of teams are not going to want him. They, and then they the other one, Matt. If, if if it happens the way we're thinking, has a probably maybe even over a fifty percent chance of it. If we get the fourth BFC team in, <laughs> you would have let's say it's um, Corey versus Kevin or Janowski. So they. <laughs> Corey would be on big time upset alert with either of those matchups. Either one, either one, because Kevin, especially with Dak Prescott now, it's a lot better quarterback than what he's had, and he really didn't have to give up too much to get it or anything like that either, you know. And so that's how long this podcast has been, guys. Kevin's whole outlook and team have changed in the last I hour know. and twenty four minutes. Amazing. And, and if Janowski sneaks in the playoffs as like a seven or eight seed, I don't think anybody wants to play that guy either because his his team is loaded. It's like it's like remember um Mike, remember Mike McCullough's team from some years back where he had Goddard. Kyler Murray and Dalvin Cook, and he was on the edge of making the playoffs, and he was just dropping crazy points. And he, I think he lost to Ryan the last game of the season, didn't make the playoffs. But he would have—I mean, that was a nasty team as well, you know, back then too. So, um, you know, could be there's going to be a lot of fluctuation over the next five, six weeks, you know. So we'll we'll obviously have to see how it plays out. But um, yeah, this is uh, this is the fun time of the year because every you know we're all in the playoff picture. You know, last year, last year. Uh, Gar's got seven wins. I don't even think we were combined seven wins at this point last year. It's <laughs> like that. So it's been uh, at least been a much better year than it was this year. So, uh, Kev, man, appreciate you guys coming on. That's pretty much that's all I've got today. Uh, Matt, for doesn't us. it seem like this year, like I said, in the opening has gone so much faster than last year because they're both playing so well? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like this podcast has been like the entire year so far because this, this podcast took forever, but the year has only taken very quickly. You know, <laughs> but, no, but no, I'm messing with you guys. No, I had a lot of fun, man. Even though uh, Gar gave us 40 minutes of fluff, it's okay. We still got our, we still got what we want to get in. And um, uh, anyway, yeah, again, Kev, thanks, man, for coming on, dude. I, uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, hopefully, yeah. um, you know, if we can – if we can, do we can get you on one more time before the season ends? We can just talk straight football for an hour, hour and a half, and then we'll go from there. We'll leave Gar out of this whole thing, and then uh, and, and then we'll hey, do well, that. Thank but, you, thank you, Matt, for what you do. You make it. You make the. You take it next level. I appreciate. I appreciate it. So I, appreciate it, man. I, I I do it because I I have a lot of fun. I love doing it. So it's uh, my wife might hate me for it, but you know what? <laughs> it's only it's only a few months out of the year, and then we'll, we'll you know we we uh, we make amends afterwards. So. But uh, Gar, Gar, hit us with that uh, royal, not royalty, non-royalty free music for me. But and Matt, like you would ever do a GFL podcast without the G. Give me a break. Yeah, I know, right? You know, <laughs> he'd be there. He'd be there. You know, he, I mean, Gar, Gar, Gar can't stay quiet for too long. 
Well, Matt, after not playing, playing some not so royalty free music uh, the last few weeks, uh, let's take it. Uh, let's take us out with the same song I took us out to last year when Kevin was on the episode. Uh, Country Roads, one of our Sunday night Vista Camps favorites. So this is another summer camp singing their version of Country Roads, which sounds very similar to the Vista Camps one. So this is how we'll we'll go out, Matt. It's about eh, thirty or forty seconds, not too long compared right. to the rest of the compared to the rest. All right, of the guys. Until next time. Almost heaven. Came to Take me home, country roads.